Hey, hey, welcome back to another week of the Sons of Thunder podcast. Today we're going to be talking about another song, this one from the musical The Greatest Showman. And we're also going to be diving into some of the biggest lies about Christianity and hopefully debunking those lies so that you can continue on going strong with your faith. All right, enjoy the podcast. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Hello and welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Sean. Jacob. Also, John is here. Yeah, and we're rolling. We're back. Another week. It was a bit chilly yesterday. Yeah, no, it was very cold. It's been a pretty mild you winter. Start with that. <laughs> Base level. <laughs> huh. The weather outside Bit is chilly. not. It's not very nice to me. <laughs> I, it, it was freezing though. No, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was so cold. Reminds me of Chicago. Yes, Chicago's got wind. that wind chill from Lake Michigan. Uh huh. Yeah. That's not why it's the windy city though. Why is it the windy city? Some politician way back when, like early 1900s, late 1800s, I think he was trying to promote chicago as this the center for the world fair yeah 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 is it, is it ringing a bell yeah no the world fair i heard i remember watching that in school and being like this is so weird because i i don't remember that at all they built the whole city out of like plaster and wood mm, right <laughs> and and then it all burned yeah yeah <laughs> so the windiness actually is just some freak coincidence interesting well it's still very windy <laughs> yeah, it's still windy. yes do you know they're still doing the world fairs? No way. Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah, they are. Google wow. it. What? Yeah. When is the next world fair? Why does like the world whenever it is this? every year. How is it not <laughs> They're on still pretty popular. What? Where was the last one then? Yeah. I can tell you in a <laughs> don't few seconds. Don't Google it. You no. keep bantering. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm on the Google. You have the, the World Google. Olympics. You have the World Wide yeah. Web. All, sometimes I want to just sit at home and not know yeah. what the world's Some- doing. <laughs> You want you don't want to be connected. Actually, I was just watching this Harvard address, um, and the commencement speaker was saying you have a right to know things. The media likes to say you have a right to know things, but you have a much more important right, and it's um, the right to not know things and keep that to yourself. I like that. That keeps it simple. He was saying hastiness and superficiality are the psychic disease of the 21st century. Mm. Well, the more you know, that's the more the you know depth. you don't know. That's the depth. Jake, don't just go right to win. Minnesota is going for the World's Fair again after nearly landing it for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> what? So where is it 2019? Well, I'll have to... No, I'd Google it once again. <laughs> what, what's your grandpa say? Put that thing down. Put that thing down. You don't need to know. World Fair 2019. What is What does Minnesota have to offer? Beijing. We have the, it's in Beijing. We have oh the gosh. blue... We have the blue cock. The what? <laughs> by the, on the highway by the by the um what? cherry and the spoon didn't they add that yeah <laughs> why did you phrase it like that because every kid between the age of 12 and like 18 is like oh, the blue cock <laughs> the male i thought rooster. you were referring to that new venue the new restaurant at the state fair the blue barn and then you oh. came up with that last word yeah or sorry you know what I'm talking about? No. No, what? I know Blue Door. No, the Blue the blue <laughs> Rooster. I know the Blue Rooster. On the rooster. highway. 
It's totally it's a so new stupid addition. It's like so modern art. Like well, just bad. people love modern art though. I'm oh, I like vehemently opposed to it. Oh, I like modern art. I'm, I'm appreciative, but I like modern <laughs> art that actually like um. Oh, I, I, isn't I'm looking at it like right now. Duchamp's fountain? <laughs> looks like you know like a, the oh, toilet. Looks like a giant Lego. I'm not about that. The chicken. Oh, maybe not. That, that reminds me. That's because it was a pixelated photo. Don't search blue cock on Google. <laughs> Mishki. <laughs> Do not. Have you guys been to the Denver airport? I know you have, Jacob. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that the giant horse. Yeah, the giant stallion. And it killed on the someone. Of, it killed the designer, the architect. Of what? His, it's Did he fall massive, off of it? <laughs> the dog. Yeah, forget about a dog. <laughs> we got a dog. Shout out to here. Margie Abdo and Sam and Kate and Jack. Yeah. We're at their house right now. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I'm watching this dog here. But oh, yeah. the stallion, I forget his name. People say it's satanic because it looks like the Denver Bronco. It's oh, big it has and red blue, eyes. And it has yeah. red. No, it's a Bronco. Evil eyes. Yeah, not a stallion. And it fell. Apparently, when the, the architect, the designer, was making the head, it fell and crushed him. <laughs> so it's evil. And That's, they still put it up. Is his grave like right below it? <laughs> he didn't design it on the spot. They <laughs> shit. Not even Michelangelo designed David. Okay. It's going to go right there. So <laughs> He's like in the right middle here. of the... Yeah. Well, we're, he did design the Sistine Chapel on spot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. One for one, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Art. Art is amazing. Yeah. Also reading more things and... Uh, I forget the quote, but I tweeted it. It said, falsehood can permeate to much except can't bypass art. Hmm. Falsehood What was cannot Jordan's stand. response to it? Jordan Dick? Yeah, tweet he <laughs> likes to respond to all of them he's only done that once yeah jordan's a great uh non-listening yeah follower. he is yes. our favorite non-listening follower he interacts with us a lot self-proclaimed yes, <sighs> yes. he probably listens but we do have uh, another art i like doing the songs with the sons me too because yeah. it's like music is how like we all connect you know and it's I mean, you can learn so much by listening to music. For you know? sure. Beauty will save Should the world. Get into the, the song for today. Let's do it. Let's do it here. Let me feed it in right here. Yeah, well, um, first let me intro it. We're going to do the greatest from the a song from The Greatest Showman from now on. And this is um, kind of just a super pivotal part of the um, movie. It's kind of it's when P.T. Barnum or Hugh Jackman however you prefer um, or Wolverine when, or Wolverine Logan. Yeah. Logan. Um, it's, it's when he loses everything and the circus burns down and his wife leaves him with his kids and Whoa, um, he's being, wait, I probably shouldn't say that. Spoilers. Spoilers. Well, I was going to say another spoiler, but I won't not say that it. Much. I don't know that. Yeah. But then, he, I mean, wife. his life is just falling apart and um, he was friends with everyone and now he's kind of friends with no one. And he's just sitting in a bar. This um, the song takes place in a bar. Um, he's alone in the bar, and um, then all of the the circus freaks, uh, you could say, like the freaks of the circus, they all come in, mm-hmm. and they're the all bearded with lady. Him. the bearded lady, the midget, goat guy. the goat man, yeah, the weird like albino lady. So, yeah, so it's mm-hmm. a it's an amazing like pivotal song, and we just wanted to talk about it. So here it is. You've seen the movie, Sean? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love songs with a good piano in it. I know. It's so 
so true. Yeah, I would say just pay attention more to the lyrics of this. Just hear the desolation. I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter wind blow cold. A man learns who is there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Cause from that rubble what remains can only be what's true. If all was lost, there's more I gained Cause it led me back To you From now on These eyes will not be blinded by the light From now on once waited till tomorrow starts tonight Tonight Let this promise in me start Like an anthem in my heart From now on First verse. <laughs> I drink champagne with kings and queens. The politicians praise my name. But those are someone else's dreams. The pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chased their cheers. Crazy speed, I'm always needing more But when I stop and see you here I remember who all this was for And from now on These eyes will not be blinded by the lights From now on Watch, wait until tomorrow starts Tonight, and let the promise in me start. Like 
such a good boy. <sighs> Let me just wipe this tear from my eye. <laughs> so beautiful. John is levitating right now. <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> wow. That was a wow. nice and long one, too. Jeez. Yeah, that was the, the long version. <laughs> uh -huh. Where I got it from. But... <laughs> Let's take it from the top. Let's huh? take it from the top. Well, the okay. sun begins to dim, and he felt the winter wind. Yeah, I mean, th that just, that's just rock bottom, you know? The sun, mm -hmm. you feel the winter. I mean, it, the coldness and aloneness of everything. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of um, Dante's Inferno, where he describes hell as just like this frozen like land. And you're just freezing cold. It's and good inside. Can't move, and it's desolate. And yeah. So that's kind of like how totally I totally isolated. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Just the isolation of winter. You got know. Got a few questions at the beginning. First off, who is you? Who's he singing to? Without giving away the huge plot twist, is there one? Is it um, singing to his wife? I think he's singing to his family. Um, but it is, I mean, it is a very conspicuous you. I, you know? I agree. You don't I, I think it goes beyond probably his family, too. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm coming back to my true self. And right? it's his, his, I think it's um, more his purpose, you know, mm -hmm. you referring to his purpose and why he wanted to join the circus and like start a circus in the first place. Kind of um, just mm -hmm. that part, you know, exactly. Because in verse two, he mentioned. Uh, politicians praise my name, but those are someone else's dreams. The pitfalls of the man I became. Ooh, that one really got me. Yeah. Yeah. Because so often, and I think I've talked about this before with the the way that God calls us to a certain greatness, and we want to choose it ourselves, and oftentimes that can go awry in so many different fashions. Mm -hmm. And then you become this empty, alone man without actually participating in God's love. Yeah. And that's, I mean, my favorite in the beginning is just um i just like the chorus you know and uh, you you hear all of this emptiness in the first verse because mm -hmm. from the what rubble what remains can only be what's true and this is the interesting part i if all was lost there's more i gained because it led me back to you yeah. i love that because mm -hmm. um i feel like we can i mean relate that very well spiritually because you ask god you're like god why why do you let young people die? Why do you let my yeah. child die? Why do you let this happen? Why do you, you know, you question God, you question why Especially he lets human bad suffering. things happen. But here's like P.T. Barnum saying, like, if all was lost, there's more, I gained more because it led me back to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And that can like represent the father or his purpose or his family. Yeah, it just makes you, know? you think of when like, things are stripped away from us you know we can connect with god even more like yeah for instance i got i found that like snapchat was really distracting and you know i'd come home after a long day and i just like go on snapchat yeah and when i got rid of that you know it helped with my prayer life because then i thought more of prayer and i wasn't choosing snapchat over prayer so when Definitely. god takes things away it's like well i'm really not losing something because i'm gaining what's of yeah. the utmost importance and you know he's I mean? saying how he realizes that he might have lost it all, but he's gaining even more. By still able to sing beautifully. I don't know. He's a beautiful voice. Totally reminds me of this summer. You know, a man learns who is there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Yes. And the first thing in my mind was death and resurrection. Mm. Like Christ learns who's there for him when he's going through his passion. For me and 
the desert of the summer, which we talked about a little bit, Sean, in our last yeah. podcast. But just the fact that that's how life is structured, you know, often yeah. in our amazing, cushy, white, suburban life that you try to drown out suffering and oftentimes it leads to just such a pale and like horrible existence because you're not living and yeah it takes hitting rock bottom to understand that it does it does and he gets it he does get it and then and then the chorus comes you know mm-hmm. like from now on these eyes will not be blinded by the lights you know yeah. he's making resolution in the the lowest point you know in his lowest point and, and i think the the community helps bring that out of him too yeah you know what i mean it's like accountability there and he kind of gets liberated when they come into the picture. You yeah. Know, the music kind of picks up mm-hmm. and he, you can kind of just sense kind of a freedom. Coming. And that's the, I mean, that's the resurrection, the renewal, you know, of his, of his choice, of his vow to his family. And it's, yeah. I mean, what I was talking about before, it sounds very similar to like the prodigal son, you know, mm-hmm. and that realization. And I can just like, when I was listening to it, it just hit me like, like the fifth time that I listened to it, you know, just like how like that is the prodigal son, you know, he's, he's hitting rock bottom. He spend, he drank champagne with all the, the rich and famous. He spent all of his money and then he realizes that, um, like I need, I'm made for something more than this, than this, than this empty life, you know, yeah. which is supposed to be the best life. That's what which everyone's shooting for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy because, I mean, he says blinded, you know, and that yeah. means he, he he's can't see what's true in the light, you know. But he was never satisfied. The crazy yeah. speed of always needing more. Um, and like, yeah, Sean, like you said, when he stops, uh, he sees you here and we can think of like Christ again. Uh-huh. St. Like, Paul getting blinded on the route to Damascus. Yeah. yeah, but when we stop and slow down and, you know silence and prayer that silence that i mean we've been talking about this for a while yeah, exactly <laughs> maybe it's uh, but uh, that's when we remember who we're there for when we finally Definitely. take a break you know step aside and evaluate what's really important you know yeah is the snap story i'm looking at really important yeah or is god to let you be the judge well christ rose from the dead right he was the god conquered death jesus did but he also promises that same thing to us and the, the beauty and the power behind the story is that with the prodigal son, like that is a, a parable that he tells us yeah. through scripture. Uh-huh. But it's also a truth for each and every one of our lives that we have to come back to time and time and again. And that's crazy. Like Bible, biblical scripture is reality and it, it defines reality in such a beautiful way. Even if you aren't a Christian, people re- remark, they say like, yeah, this is a truth. Yeah. You know, Jordan Peterson, he understands this is something speaking truly about the fabric of existence uh-huh. and how we're called to do that same thing. And even this PT Barnum, it's a story, Yeah, but he's doing something that he's hitting a depth and a truth about somehow this daily humdrum life that we have. Yeah. It's just a realization of something greater, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, what's interesting is that he's realizing that, there's something greater than himself. It's the beauty that transcends that we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. Like art, whether it's modern or not, <laughs> <laughs> the beauty that pulls you out of yourself. And oftentimes people it, get yeah. distracted by the kings and queens and the power and the uh-huh. politicians and the mm-hmm. wine and the glitter and the lights. 
Yeah. And maybe he was called to something like that, but yeah, you know, but it is blind. It was abused. It was abused. Yeah, definitely. and I think there's one more thing that I was I, I was Ooh. led to believe just like um it's kind of it kind of this story of P.T. Barnum, you know, how he's drinking champagne, living the high life, and then he's just all of a sudden it's just all gone, you know? That sounds I mean, it just sounds like a perfect plan like by the devil, you know, by the deceiver, you know, he's going to feed you. He's going to give you everything. And then he's just going to rip it all away mm-hmm. and just put his heel on you and just shove you all the way down. And, and I mean, that's where people do hit rock bottom and they don't come back. But the greatest thing that could have happened to him was that. I know. Yeah. You but know? it's just, it's like the predicament of it, you know? And, exactly. and it, it took PT Barnum's like, just who he was as a person, you know, mm-hmm. to bring himself back. And it took those around him. Yeah, the community. Yeah. He, the community. At, at the beginning, it was the isolated, desolate. He was in the bar alone. Despairing, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it when he mentions how um, this is like an anthem in his heart. Yeah. When he's proclaiming his coming back home because the purpose of an anthem is to keep people, keep the spirits up, keep people moving onward. And so when he resignates his purpose in his heart, like an anthem, that's what... he can persevere with you know and that's like our faith how what is like our anthems well it's the eucharist it's continual prayer it's uh having brothers and sisters we can run with so this is really cool and he resonates with that and then the chorus backs him up and it's like this angelic choir that comes together from now on you know Mm -hmm. and and they support his decision and they support his choice Mm -hmm. and it's like I mean, this kind of just culminates all of the podcasts that we've done, you know, like they're, they're his support, you know, and the, all they the sing fellowship. is the fellowship, they're, they're supporting him. They're not being like, no, you suck, you yeah, know, exactly. you, your life sucks, you know, no, they're supporting him mm-hmm. and supporting his ideas. I know him for who he is. I'm brought back to the prodigal son again, just thinking when he was given everything, the kings and queens, and that didn't satisfy him. And in the story of the prodigal, he asked for everything. He asked for his inheritance. Yeah. And if you think about it, the father gave him half, which in reality, when we ask for things from God in like a hasty way, a superficial way, he gives us more than what we need. Half of the inheritance of the father is probably a lifetime of wealth for the son. Yeah. But he squanders it and eventually he runs it dry. And you think of, P.T. Barnum, he's running it dry. He's running the situation of the the wealth of his life, which was given to him by God. It was his destiny in some way. Yeah. That becomes empty and dry, and pretty soon he's alone with the pigs in the squalor in the bar. Mm-hmm. It's just drawing this, this these parallels. Mm-hmm. But if we kind of participate with God, who knows what the prodigal would have been like if he didn't run away? Because mm-hmm. when he the father talks to the first son and says, everything I have is yours all of my household not just half right because when you ask God for something it's like okay I'll give you that yeah <laughs> otherwise <you> asked. <laughs> yeah but at the same time the whole thing is yours my yeah. whole estate is yours I just wish that that story we could find out what happened to the prodigal son. You know, like the redemption. Does he? What does he go on to do? Yeah. You know, um, and that's that's something that you know with uh, P. T. Barnum. Like, what does he go on to do after this? And it's it'd be easy to believe that you know with Christ you go on to do amazing things from mm-hmm. rock bottom, happily ever after. Yeah. Nothing bad ever touches 
you under the sun kind of thing. But exactly. yeah. I'm sure this the prodigal happens on like a monthly, you know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's a very human ordeal. We're it's so yeah, just cyclical, a, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's true holiness. It's not one time St. Francis going out and like, we're human beings. We are drawn down to the ground. And mm-hmm. I was yeah. thinking about like the word human today. It's out of humus, humility, like w- from the earth. And the ground is muddy and it's gross sometimes. It's not clean. It's very dirty. Yeah. It gets everywhere and it's grimy. It's hard to get off your skin. I'm thinking of mud or I think I have mud on my hand right now. That's a steak, actually. <laughs> and steak. Did when you I think eat about that steak. steak? No, it's over there. Oh. I have a steak cooking, everybody. It's really good. Yeah. Anywho, the earth is dirty, but at the same time, as a whole, it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. It's God's I love creation. That. I love yeah. that. And, and the goal is to be progressing upward, right? We're going to fall, but it's take two steps forward, one step back. Two yeah. steps forward, one step yeah. back. Continued renewal. That's what uh-huh. yeah. Jose Maria Escriva always says. And, and the more, that's anthem. holiness. Yeah. And the more we grow, right? The more we progress towards God, the more we realize how much gunk, you know, we have. Yeah. And then that needs to be. How truly you know, dirty. Purified. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. Huh. That's great. That's the song. Beautiful. Everybody. Well, thanks for joining us with the Songs with Sons. We're going to get into our topic. Right yeah, that now. wasn't even it. That was it. That was our precursor. Yeah, holy moly. Well, yeah. Um, John, do you want to intro what, we're t- what we want to talk about? Sure. I'll just give a little context here, and then Jake can come in with the home run, the grand slam. So maybe we focus on like two for this one, because I think we're already like. Sure. 30 minutes in. Yeah, but so. yeah, we'll do a few of them. Anyways, St. Mark's Church in, was it Miriam Park, St. Paul? It's right on Marshall, Dayton area. Yep. They are pretty awesome, and I'm sure most parishes do this, but this is just one I attend that's outside of St. Thomas. They have pretty often Matthew Kelly books available for free or different authors, and they just want to get the word out that's the pastors there do a fantastic job of keeping the faithful informed and Mm -hmm. keeping them sharp and really doing their purpose proverbs 27 i said 17 in one of the last podcasts but proverbs 27 and so this is a book entitled the biggest lie in the history of christianity i picked it up on my last time to saint mark's so did I. And I'm sure, yeah. Quinky dinky. Yeah, very <laughs> quinky dinky. There's like 50, 100 copies. Have you read the whole thing yet? No, I'm about 30 pages in. Yeah. Nice. Me too. So we're experts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matthew Kelly, thank you so much. But, uh, whoa, I just opened the... So, anyways, <laughs> um, his book, as John says, titled The Biggest Lie in the History of Christianity. And we want to address at least a few of these lies on yeah. this podcast right now. Um, he gives a whole chapter on five big lies within the historicity of yeah. Christianity. So why don't we just get going on the first one right here? Let's do it. Lie number one, Jesus didn't exist. Boom. So is this like um, for non-believers? Like a, I mean, is it, or yeah, like these are the lies that circulate the world about Or are these the lies that Christians believe within their... Could I, be I'm sure it's both. I'm okay. sure he wrote some ambiguity into that you know yeah i mean it's hard to be christian and not believe that jesus didn't exist but that doesn't mean we might well, go culturally, through culturally dude you, yeah. you think about th- those people who go to mass on easter or yeah, go to masters yeah and even when i was in the kind of the genesis of my spirituality even in high school i would just go pretty out of like a guilt there's that catholic guilt, like oh you got to go to tr- i didn't know yeah. jesus yeah 
And I mean, like for that. this, it's more not a question of is Jesus Lord or not. It's did he even exist? Was he even a human being? Did, did he? Was he on this earth? Okay. And what a lot okay. of people, you know, these days are categorizing Jesus is with Santa Claus and the Easter yeah. Bunny. Just kind of stories to to scare you into doing good. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just kind of like one of those sim- symbols. Of Even with being Jordan Peterson, yeah, he he's a he portrays Christ as the archetype of humanity, the perfection of humans, and that right yeah. that right away sort of categorizes Jesus as not a human, not God. Yeah. But Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot. Santa Claus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I think to the contrary. Um, even people who don't believe Jesus is God, a lot of scholars and historians say, yes, Jesus existed. He's yeah. in Roman records. His crucifixion is recorded. Um, one of the most um, prominent Roman historians, Josephus. Is that Josephus. Josephus uh, has wrote extensively about Jesus, John the Baptist, some of yeah. those figures well um, this is a really cool tidbit nicole tkip shout out to her she is a student at st thomas they put together this really cool graph and data set for tommy catholic which is one of our big events that we run on a weekly basis at our university but she as a history major is just so well versed in this area and she threw up this graphic that had this huge chart a table chart of all these different authors and time periods and number of publications so she had aristotle's works uh, plato's works like seneca and a few other like bc and first century historian or uh, writers authors well-known philosophers people like that and then they had the gospels and it it was really cool because you had within the first few decades first centuries and then until about 700 and it had the number of copies that were known. Wow. And so for all the Greek philosophers, it was like six. Six for Plato. There were six copies of Plato's writings up until 800 when the Christian monks, mind you, <laughs> started to replicate them. But for the <laughs> Gospels, there were 17,000. Yeah. So right away, nowadays, if we look back and say from a critical perspective of a research historian, say six uh that's not even close to being anything research worthy. Yeah. But 17,000 just blows it out of the water with a number of copies. Uh-huh. And the fact is that that existed. It wasn't some medieval makeup sort of uh, new. Yeah. It wasn't this new composition that, but before the year 200, there were like 17,000 copies. That's incredible. That's crazy. If you remember the movie with Jim Caviezel about Luke, what was it called? It just came out. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul the yeah, Apostle. Paul the Apostle. Of Christ. Mm-hmm. Remember at the very last scene, they were replicating, uh, yeah, and they replicating. were, they had, mm-hmm. Paul had Luke writing with several of their scribes uh-huh. just doing these copies and copies and copies. And think about it. You would send it to the, dif- uh, the to the different Christian communities. So, And then they would copy it, and it would spread. Right. Yeah, there's clearly a divine hand at work with those copies. There with is, the yeah. human hand. Well, yeah. I think we just debunked that myth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we need the sound, sound effects, effect. man. <laughs> Isn't there like a drum out here? Where's the drum pad? Oh, it doesn't work yet. Oh. Shoot. I we have a secondary soundboard. What do you call that thing? Yeah, I got a MIDI board. A MIDI. Oh. So it's, a, it's just a beat pad. John Bellion has oh, a MIDI board. Yeah. It's like a John Bellion I've beat pad. That. But if anyone oh. knows how to freaking put sound effects on a MIDI board through GarageBand, reach out to us because Seriously. I can't figure it out. We want sound effects. Yeah, but 
All right, should we go to lie numero? Let's go number due. Let's when, go number due. The lie number two is the resurrection is a myth. What are some of the reasons, Jake? What does the book say? What does Matthew Kelly have to say about this? <laughs> well, uh, one, it takes a lot of faith to believe in the resurrection, right? This doesn't yeah, make does. sense that there's life that you can have after death. Well, through Jesus' resurrection. Jesus' no, resurrection? He showed or us that we could because we all are resurrected in heaven. But just thinking from a very natural and arrogantly human standpoint, the fact is, there, like, if I can say as a materialist scientist nowadays, maybe a neuroscientist saying, there's no such thing as free will. There's no such, the yeah. fact that you could even conceive of the resurrection yeah, of the sure, body is, intellect is yeah. crazy uh-huh. because you're saying, if I don't even believe in a spirit, how would you resurrect my body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that coming from that standpoint, those are the people we have to deal with nowadays. And this is pre like modern medicine, pre like, you know, hospitals shocking someone back yeah. to life type stuff. Um, but one of the reasons people say is that uh, Jesus's disciples really came in the night and stole his body from the tomb. Um, yeah. Even in the gospels, that's mentioned as one of the re- rebuttals from the people. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. However, um, we got to remember that the tomb was sealed and it was guarded. And it was guarded, yeah. Because convicts, after their bodies were buried, um, were oftentimes guarded because of that reason. Well, specifically, because the Caiaphas, way in which they died was well known, and that there yeah. were, you know, there was divisions usually, and so people would want to get the body, whether for you know symbolic reasons yeah, or to, have to desecrate or, it. But yeah. also, Caiaphas, the high priest, specifically made Pontius put these these guards there to say. Because the Christians were crazy at the beginning, the, the disciples, the apostles, and these Jewish rabbis, these high priests who put him to death, said, "We know that we don't want any access. We don't want them getting access yeah, to his exactly. body." Yeah. So yeah, just going off that, really. Um, let's say Jesus was uh, stolen. Well, how is it then that there is five hundred? There has been recorded five hundred witnesses. Witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even going back to the fact that there were 17,000 copies of the gospel within mm-hmm. several hundred years, that some of these people, maybe their grandfather would have said, oh, no, that was just a lie. The f- yeah. No. Exactly. There's no there's no um, debunking. Yeah. Of like, they weren't stupid. Know. They're not <laughs> sheep, sheeple back yeah. then. But like, also, what are the odds that all 500 of these people who said that they saw Jesus had the correct were, description of him or of his wounds? Were, and what are the Afro? odds that yeah, like, that's him. you know, Afro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they were like bad. lying too, because like, you know, teenagers yeah, what, can't what would keep a story it? straight. So what would motivate them to lie like that? But like, how can 500 people all like get in on this it lie? It would have to be the this biggest conspiracy. But also risk persecution. Remember, yeah. Christians were being killed. And, and die for their, it. Their, their leader, their Lord was just killed. So why would they want to speak up about that? That's stuff? what I, yeah, that's what I really think is very interesting that um, these people would just, would die for something, someone that they didn't see or someone that didn't exist. Exactly. Someone that didn't, have like rise from the dead and like i can see how like these these 500 accounts they told at everyone that they saw and everyone that they met and all the christians that they met Mm -hmm. so these christians that are martyrs early day martyrs Mm -hmm. know someone that saw christ or know someone that witnessed christ and i think that's why like 
all of the martyrs. They're willing to die for this because that's a, that's a crazy mindset. I'm thinking of like the Islamist, uh, the jihadists. Islamic jihadists or the Japanese kamikaze bombers because yeah. they didn't die for Christ, but they died for. It's more than just an idea or a lie, and because in their cases, they had a different idea of what the body was. The Japanese had no. They don't have the same conception of the human dignity that we do, right? Yeah. They, they were doing it solely for... For dignity. For, yeah, for respect and the yeah. fact that it, it's honorable. Like, it, yeah. as a culture, you are sacrificing yourself. And it, that's a truth, the sacrifice, it but it's a skewed version of it. And the Islamic people who would murder themselves and others for the sake of God sort of... A, this is a touchy subject, but it's yeah. it's a different way of expressing their love, right? Because they love God in some way, because it's not just like God is making us slaves, even though that's what Islam it means, surrender. Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know that for sure. I don't want to fact check, but <laughs> it's a different religion. It's not a God it of is. love. God yeah. is not a, a father. It's but it But it's not for... They're not sacrificing themselves for science. Exactly. You know, it's, it's for God, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like so even though it does, it is the same. It's the, this it's a profound you know? belief. It was the same thing with the martyrs. You know, they believe so strongly in a cause. And Paul, the apostle of Christ actually mentions how people don't die for what they doubt. Yeah. And yeah. I think one big thing too, with the whole resurrection is, so where's Jesus's body then? Right. If he didn't resurrect, oh. Got him. And also, like, can you imagine how difficult it would be to keep that secret? Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I know where Jesus's body is. Uh-huh. Like, you're trying to tell me, like, some people yeah. came in the night and then that was kept a secret. Yeah. And, like, his body was never discovered when hit Jerusalem, you know, has been extensively excavated, searched for relics, everything of that uh-huh. nature. Ooh, that brings up two thoughts for me. One, and hold me to this so I don't forget it. One is oftentimes, not often, but I think in several Gospels, some of his disciples don't recognize him, so that's one point. Second point is, you that last comment, Jake, just brought me to the Lord of the Rings, where in like the Hobbit and the precursors to the actual setting of the first movie or the first, the first book, where they're searching for the ring, yeah. you know, um, Saruman and Sauron, all of these people who are the wise of Middle-earth era, the powerful, they're looking for this thing if you represent Christ as the ring or his body, they looked and scoured everywhere for it. But eventually it showed up. Yeah. So if we were looking so hard for Christ's body, eventually it would have showed up. Yeah, exactly. Um, the first point though, and actually Jordan Peterson speaks on this and it was kind of mind blowing because um, even the disciples don't recognize him, the apostles in the high room. And you're looking at, the people on the road to Emmaus and they're like, what Jesus, that's you. Yeah. yeah. How, what does that mean to you guys? I don't know. I, I think but they can't recognize his risen body. Yeah. That it's just, I don't know. I think to me, it means that they still, it's, it's like purgatory. You know what I mean? Um, we need to prepare ourselves to be able to see the Lord and this, the Lord is in his resurrected state. Right. So there's probably some things within their hearts that were binding them or sorry, blinding them to seeing God. Um, So I think that's kind of that translates to every day. Yeah. God is everywhere. And we just need our sacramental vision to actually see his hand at work. Uh Even around this table with our dog or by yourself. 
you're blinded and you're blinded yeah. by the lights and just the reality that's in front of you and that's the arrogance but then uh-huh. when like through the holy spirit you're able to touch jesus even mm-hmm. in our friendships and in our love yeah and even through the actions that jesus does you know i was i'm thinking of the on the road to emmaus when he broke bread then they realized because they did, they couldn't tell that it was him as the person but they could tell by the actions yeah. of what he did and and that's what kind of like we don't know that Jesus is in this room, but we can mm-hmm. tell that by the things that happen or the things that are said or the things that uh, we're able to ch- see. The acts of charity. Yeah. The acts of charity. Totally. And the, I mean, yeah. Charity shows love. And if God is love, then we could see God. <sighs> I was trying to put that in like modus ponens. And it didn't really yeah, come out that right. That could almost <laughs> be a, a fallacy though, because you can't say all love is God because jealous love. Yeah. Someone could say sure, or yeah. rape is a love. You could say all God is love, but you can't say all love is God. You're right. Yeah. That was so distinction you're I denying across. the antecedent. Huh? <laughs> are you, are you taking philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, my point, though, my point, though, is that um, we 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 see Christ in others, and sometimes you know it's just in like their eyes, but other times it's yeah. in their actions. You know, yeah. how quickly are we to like judge someone from the outset? And then we write them off and then we see them in action and we're like, wow, I totally judged yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. I was just doing that today. Like there's this girl who was talking about birth control and was pissed off that St. Thomas doesn't offer it to this faculty. And it's like, oh, I'm marking you off as like a, you just hate babies. And yeah. no, she's a human being. We had a nice conversation about it. And uh, God, I get, I hate separating myself in like the super judgmental, uh, self-righteous oh you're one of those sinners oh wait no me too <laughs> <Yeah>. me too <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's hard to stick up for truth and love at the same time and not yeah. be a complete hypocrite or pharisee yeah tell me about <laughs> it <laughs> and it's it's a total wake-up call too and that's the fact that you know you, i want to stand up so strongly for these things but if i'm not living them completely or in uh, like a consummate way and if yeah. i'm sort of breaking my conscience on little things, then it's, I feel like I have no voice or no platform to actually stand on. Exactly. Well, I think uh, that was good. Yeah. For long okay. Wait, we should do the sex one. I have so much to say. I think we should save that for the next, next okay. round. <laughs> yeah, I got some we'll give a little teaser. We if have you have teaser. We have three more lies. Let me quickly go through them. Well, why don't we just save it for another, another yeah, cast? Well, I want to let him know. Okay. Christianity prays in the weak and ignorant. Christianity is anti-intellectual and anti-scientific, and Christianity is anti-sex. So a lot of these lies, just summarizing summarizing them, they're shutting down lies. Yeah. You think about exactly. the perception of the Catholic Church. It's authoritarian. It doesn't want you to have fun. It just get in line, fall in order. Mm-hmm. It's the Grand Inquisitor saying, "Get behind us." Yeah, get yep. behind us, you. And we are gonna debunk those. So yes. stay tuned until next week. Part one. Part yeah. Two. Cool. And then, well, thanks for joining us, guys. We hope you guys stick around next week. We'll be diving back into these lies. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Any shout outs to you people? We haven't done that. Well, guys, I got a few. I'll do first off. Shout out Derek Dietrich. He's yeah. a great coworker, great friend, and his favorite movie is The Greatest Showman, and he's nonstop talking about it, and he said his favorite song from that movie is 
from now on. So Derek, this one's for you. Also, Joe Tierney, good friend. <laughs> good Shout out to Dick Polipnik with Online Growth Systems. Um, he's yeah. a young entrepreneur. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, great guy, super helpful. We were hanging out the other day doing some business stuff, and he was reaching in his wallet for business cards and then out fell uh, St. Christopher Medal. And it's just kind of a little reminder that yeah. as we embark in the business world, not to forget about the big guy upstairs. So thanks, <laughs> Dick, for your uh, unintended reminder about faith. Yes. Shout out to my wife, Delexi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's we, it. <laughs> we had we had a nice dinner party two or three nights ago. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It felt like such a fifty-five-year-old adult. Yeah. Hey, Hello. if that's what fifty-five is like, I'll take it. Yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It's nice seeing Alexi after a while. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sweet. Well, uh, brave the weather out there. It's a little chilly if you're listening to Minnesota. If not, we're jealous. Um, but thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.